Go ahead. Welcome to the Wrestler Review. My name is Dylan Gott. John I Hastings. am John Hastings. Hello. Oh, yeah. Dylan is coming live from the beach. I'm coming from a blurry void. Ooh. You know what that means? It's time to talk about the Wrestler Review's favorite rude dad. Yep, that's right. On a scale of one to stepdad that fucks your mom on the driveway in front of the neighbors, Brock Lesnar is secret level stepdad doesn't like your mom moved in because she has some meat in the freezer leaves <laughs> Brock Lesnar. This is a redo episode. We're going to post the other episode. I have no idea what we talked about in that one. Maybe we'll I don't like, I get Maybe very nervous. I very get very nervous about us posting very old episodes. Oh, Cause I yeah. just assume it's just the sounds of mattress springs. And like, I go like the F five and you're like, stay alive. And then we just yell, come, 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 There's for sure less research done into it. Oh, I would say almost none. I would guarantee that we get things very wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah. Brock Lesnar's dad is Paul Heyman. And also Dana White is a boo-boo head. Oh, I didn't know this. Rock Lesnar's a Teletubby. Okay. Nom, nom, nom. Hey, me, 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 me. Um, Brock Edward Lesnar was born Edward. with that name. Yeah. Eddie Lesnar. Yeah. His Nick, his initials are Bell, and that's how fucking loud he is. Whoa, ring him up. Thank you. Oh, I will. Thank you. <laughs> that made sense. Uh, it certainly did, Dylan. Good job. He's the son of Stephanie and Richard Lesnar, and he grew up on his dairy farm in Webster, South Dakota. Now, I assume that dairy farm is where his dad would wake Brock up every morning by pissing in his mouth and just going, I'm the alpha, Brock. I'm the fucking alpha. You <laughs> are the beta. And Brock was like, I'm not the beta. You're the, I am the alpha. And then he was like, you better take steroids, Brock, so that when you talk, your voice is uncomfortably high. Okay, daddy, I will. And then Brock Lesnar was born. Brock Lesnar is what happens when you combine core farmer strength with a guy who snorts steroids because he's not he, sure how they actually yeah. work. Brock Lesnar is basically the. Um, so there's a big concern now within the uh, terrorist watch community that the next way white supremacy will rise through the youth is that they'll do it as a lifestyle brand. Like they'll be like, hey, dudes, do you want to be fucking cut and cool? Why mm -hmm. don't you do this? Hitler Pilates. That's right. <laughs> they already do that. And stretch from the core and Sig Heil. Sig Heil. And so uh, Brock Lesnar was the first person to be like that, where they combined basically push-ups <laughs> and white supremacy. You get Brock Lesnar. Of course, he's of German and Polish descent. That's too Oh, strikes, no, no, no. Yeah, that certainly is. Exactly. First, first strike being from Poland. Second strike, Dylan. <laughs> do you know what the second strike is? What is it? Being from Germany. Ooh. That makes it two strikes. And guess what? We're not playing baseball. Two strikes, you're out. Brock Lesnar joined the National Guard and he This blew my fucking join. mind. Yeah. Because of red and green color blindness is so fucking insane that they he literally can't were see like Christmas. Of course he, he hates can. Santa. Yeah, Brock Lesnar's only Halloweens he acknowledges are Halloween. And not and it's because it's a <laughs> it's an opportunity to walk through a neighborhood and take candy from children. Yeah, it's an opportunity to see women scantily dressed and go, whore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brock Lesnar, this is Halloween in Brock Lesnar's neighborhood, is he goes to the nearest city and he, he does not go with his kids. His kids, I don't, he doesn't know no, where No, his they kids are. are not allowed to celebrate. Uh, his kids are not holiday. allowed to speak. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and he walks through the neighborhood and he just grabs kids' candy. And then they go, hey, mister. And then he F5s them. He F5s kids. <laughs> he F5s all the kids. Yeah, but he was. So this is deemed hazardous due to his desire to work with explosives. Bro, okay. <laughs> I want to make it go boom. <laughs> yeah. I want to go. No, no, first of all, your voice is I far too. I there it is. Boom. There, That's perfect. Hey, hello. It's me, Brock. Um, but this was 17 though, so this is before the steroids, because there's a clear there's a clear point where Brock puts on 50 pounds of muscle in a year. Certainly now I will is. say this. I wanted to say this. When I uh played football, there was a guy on our team who was 135 pounds and he was six feet tall, but he was easily the strongest man on the team. He could bench the entire we only had like uh we didn't have weights, we had like a, a machine, and he could bench all of the weight on the machine for reps. 
And we're all like, how is this guy this strong? And then later on, we saw pictures of him and he got huge. So maybe yeah. that's what happened with Brock. But maybe. maybe he also did steroids because he did steroids, and we know he's he definitely positive he definitely he, that like it's so weird because you don't think of Brock farmers Lesner, doing steroids. Hang on, yeah, Go but that's it. why Brock Lesnar is so genetic, like looks so crazy and can do mm-hmm. such crazy things because like farmers are the 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 quiet, unnecessarily strong human beings of the planet. Like it's that thing of like you never think you should be concerned when someone says those three guys came in from the dairy farm. Whoa, Dylan, are you in space? Oh my I'm God, in space now. Oh, no, sorry. Oh, look at me. I'm, uh, honey, I shrunk the kids is oh happening to me. Um, no, but I mean, but they are the, necessarily the strong because that's why you do manual labor 14 hours a day. Is Exactly. Do, yeah, it's manual labor 14 hours a day. And the last thing that you should do is then give those things, give those people something that makes yeah, those them things. ragey. Yeah, those things, those <laughs> yucky fucking animals. Get back in your fucking cage, farmers. Yucky, yucky, yucky. Also, it must have been crazy for Brock Lesnar when he was an adult and then someone was like, uh, you want to go sit down? And he was like, what? Brock like, Lesnar sit does down. Not He's like, sub- I'm not stand up. And they were like, not stand up. And he was like, daddy will hit if I that, sit. This is the this is the thing that if you listen to Jim Cornette and a couple of other people talk about Brock Lesnar is he basically didn't have a childhood. He was a baby. And then his dad was allowed into the house for five yeah. minutes, grabbed the baby, <laughs> and went, he works for me, and yeah. then just hit it into a field. He's and a then Brock, yeah, he was a farmer, and I guarantee not a good farmer, not a good man. I guarantee Brock's father, <laughs> Brock's father started the, every day by just beating the shit out of his kids, and then those kids would do a bunch of push-ups, and every day go, gotta get vengeance, gotta get vengeance, gotta get vengeance, and then they grew up to be big and strong. And then that farmer, almost as if it was planned, became very feeble and was like, hey, 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 you can't get me now, Brock. You can't get me now. You'll just see my face on all the opponents. <laughs> and then that's what happened. And that's Brock Lesnar's entire life. Also, everyone should read Brock Lesnar's book. Here's my summary. Brock wrote book. Uh, actually, I, Paul Heyman, wrote it, and you can tell which chapters I concentrated on because they have way more detail than others. Like yeah. Brock's amateur wrestling career in that book is so scanned over, but the amount of chapters on Sable are like there's like three chapters on why Sable's a babe. Uh, there may <laughs> wasn't that the book old, the, made during the one when I he was trying to get her back. That book was made like during the wilderness period between the UFC and the WWE. And okay. I believe, no, they, they, they never split up, but it does have it in being like, my wife was going to try and leave me. So what I did was got drunk and broke into her house and now she doesn't leave. You know what I mean? Like it's, you're just like, Oh yeah. God, Brock. What I did was be Brock Lesnar at her. Yeah, 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 exactly. It, what, what, oh, time for advice with Brock. Oh, your wife's about to leave you. Here's what you got to do. Tell her no. <laughs> here's and this is something that will be backed up by any social worker that comes to your house just explain no yeah, explain yeah. no to them and then you go well wait i'm married to brock lesnar and they're like oh we've heard about him actually yeah there's nothing we can do <laughs> like the the mark Maurer story when he uh hooks up with sable where mark Maurer's like who's this fucking asshole who's fucking fucking on my ex-wife brock lesnar well i hope they have a good life yeah <laughs> he's like that's oh, yeah. You learn what true forgiveness is when you find out Brock Lesnar's hooked up with your ex-wife, where you're like, well, I hope they're happy together, and I can't do anything. <laughs> what's, yeah, yeah, yeah. what's the wild man going to do? Well, the wild man, maybe, if it stays There's in the There's only three people, by the way, in the world that have had that situation happen. Brock Lesnar, me, Dylan Gott. They, that's yeah. the, we're the only three guys, because here's what happened. Like, Brock, like um, Brock Lesnar, yeah, he started having sex with uh, Rena Merrill. Me and Dylan, right? Whenever we just go to airport strip clubs, all of the strippers' boyfriends mm-hmm. are like, Inside the Whoa. airport. Of course. No, no. Well, you guys like to go to, yeah, by in, like airport strip club. I mean, Dylan and I just go to uh, uh, the Departures Delta Lounge with a <laughs> and bunch watch of porn ones. on our phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, certainly do. We just watch porn <laughs> on our individual. Wow, this strip club's cool. It's like the inside of the bang bus. <laughs> you bring the Galaxy S10, I'll bring the Bluetooth speakers. Let's go to the strip club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. I love, I love mobile strip club, bro. We're just Peggy charging Carter's our... really getting it. <laughs> yeah, time to charge ourselves eleven dollars for this ginger ale. <laughs> I'm gonna pay you extra because I'm at a strip club. <laughs> so yo, yo, leave? No. Uh, excuse me. This stripper really looks like some sort of Southwest pilot. 
<laughs> yeah, we start watching a plane themed porn on <laughs> in the departure. Anyway, start watching one of the one of the porns we found in a bag in our youth. It was Air Rotica starring Lisa Ann, and it has two Ooh. of the two of the weirdest sex scenes. One of which is uh, this is how they get into one of the sex scenes, and this is clearly shows a lack of creativity from the porn writer. Which is there's people waiting in line, and the wife says to the husband. I bet that woman has sex. And then there's just a full fantasy of him imagining her having sex with two dudes. And then it comes back and she goes, what are you thinking about? And he goes, her having sex with two men. And she goes, you're <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Thank you. I mean, that's uh, Here, yeah. I want you to know this, Dylan. I have to change. I've I had to have had to change my bank pin code twice this month because I forget it. I think I could recite every line in the porn movie Air Rotica. <laughs> I mean, those are way worth rem- remembering than your own codes. But here's how Brock Lesnar uh, grew throughout his years. And this is pretty much why everyone thinks he does steroids. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this, seventh this, grade this, is 100 pounds. Certainly yeah. is. Yep. And then what happens? <laughs> uh, grade nine, 152 pounds. So, mind yeah, so you, in, that's so two years, on... 49 pounds. Yeah, so in two years, well, Dylan, I let me defend Brock Lesnar right there. He's growing. He's a boy. It's a it's a little thing called puberty, Dylan. You mm-hmm. rude man. You're a, you're an ogreous boy. That being said, I mean there are examples of this in the NBA, which I'll talk about. But uh, 160 pounds in his sophomore year, I like that he only gains uh, eight pounds, and we know that. And for sure, there's podcasts where people are like, mm, "What about that eight pound year?" And it's like a 15 year old. Yeah, he gains uh, that because he just stops jacking off for one week, and that's because he was making so much cum. That's what One hundred eighty-nine pounds in his junior year. So his junior year, he just becomes like um, a regular man, and yeah. apparently he's in the heavyweight division by a couple pounds by his senior. So let's say two hundred. So he's a two hundred pound man by the time he's done. And what's amazing about this is that he said that he never had to rely. He never was able to rely on his size. So his technique, which was much better, which is very interesting because. What's quite crazy about Brock Lesnar, besides his weird freakish ability to take to any sport like duck to water or his crazy, amazing sort of athletic prowess is also technically speaking, he's incredibly fucking strong. Like he has amazing foundations. You know more about MMA than I do. But when it comes to like amateur wrestling and then professional wrestling, like he's just especially in his his first run. So fucking snappy. Oh, he keeps <laughs> he's so such a, he's fucking just an tight. And the he weird certainly thing is, is he becomes I th- I mean I'll this is end the episode stuff I suppose but like I think because. he's way better in his second run just because he looks like a man like he's huge I, in his I, first run but he looks like a boy. Well yeah the first one the problem is is the his gimmick is basically uh look at this tough baby and then yeah. his second run is uh-oh stepdad's angry and he's had a lot to drink. It's basically yeah. like his his gimmick first run is like Ah, daddy ain't gonna hurt me no more. Look at my back tattoo. And second run is daddy's gonna hurt everybody who tattooed my daughter. <laughs> but his amateur wrestling career, it goes to sand is um, he basically start, he doesn't start out in the NCAA. He starts out at a junior college. He's a national junior college athletic uh, heavyweight championship in his sophomore year. And then Oh no, sorry. That's no. I'm I fucked up. He does uh, he immediately did. go to you the NCAA fuck, as usual. I'm sorry, Dylan. I got Thank confused you. when I read Thank it the first time. No, you. I. You know what? It happens to me too. It's okay. Okay, good. But um, 165 record in his right four now. years. Pay for the Patreon to watch five times date. by me. Dylan is currently crying and he is drinking the tears. <laughs> I'll delete this part out. But yeah, I'm crying and I'm pissing. So he is. And two-time All-American, two-time Big Ten Conference champion, and uh, the NCAA. I have a question for you, Dylan, because, again, champion. you follow more traditional sports. The NCAA, it doesn't have, like, an Olympic time when you see all of the non-football or basketball. Like, the thing I always associate with the NCAA is football or basketball. Those are the sort of two things you always see. That is see. a very cool idea, though, John, yes. But so when does this sort of stuff happen? That's the thing that because it happens throughout the year. And if you follow it, you follow it because it's kind of like right. a college. So you're supposed to be able to like anyone can do it because we celebrate athleticism. And but it, that is your, not true. Like it's yeah. that is it's the NCAA. Like the NCAA makes FIFA and the Olympic organization look like cuddly charities. Like the NCAA yeah, is literally crazy. just like um, they just walk into a locker room and full stab one student at every university every year just to let everyone know not to fucking fuck around. 
<laughs> pretty much and also like encourage the kids not to go to classes and crazy stuff like that but um i if i could do it all over again i mean obviously canadian sports canadian colleges suck because you can't but i would love to have gone to an american college and just been a walk-on like a huge american college like miami or whatever and just like tried to be a walk-on and gotten my complete back broken in every single sport like i'm gonna try and walk on the wrestling team oh someone did a real uh superplex to me like someone yeah, yeah. just softly took me i've up never to the top seen of the this building. in the history of the ncaa but in the middle <laughs> of amateur wrestling one opponent power bombed the other one so wait if i try out do i get a singlet no you don't get yeah. a singlet but i can bring my own yeah you can Excuse bring me. your own who are you nobody yeah. but you'll know if me I, <laughs> if i try out will you play my entrance music which is the ass man song <laughs> <laughs> if i try out will you play my entrance music suck a cheetah's dick by wesley yeah. ellis and i'm gonna play the whole song yeah, yeah. Suck a cheetah's dick. That's right, buddy. I'm going to fucking suck this guy out. And then he tries, he gets on all fours, and then I take what's mine. That's the starting position for amateur wrestling. <laughs> there was a pause there. Anyway, so Brock Lesnar, 106-5, sorry. That f- fifth loss really fucking fucked him up. Um, Gerald Briscoe was scouting him, as was Jim Ross. And it probably helped that they had Gerald Briscoe and Jim Ross scouting this guy because if it was John Laurinaitis, he would have been like, how about we go eat meat pickles? And he's like, meat pickles? Oh, uh, okay, hot dog. Uh, Vince, you don't want to hire this guy because he's, in fact, tougher than me, and I can't have that. Okay, this guy might be sexier than me. We can't hire him. I'm yeah, the yeah, sexy yeah. guy. This guy might make Mrs. Baba hot, and I can't have Mrs. <laughs> Baba be hot for anyone but me. But, John Laurinaitis uh, is yeah. fascinating. and That man has a professional business career simply because I think he's the only person that owned an Oxford shirt at WCW. Like, do you understand? He was a shit terrible wrestler that no one liked. He cut for one old lady in Japan, but he cut his hair and wore a suit, and everyone was like, well, mm-hmm. get that man a job. Cut his hair, wore a suit, remained silent, guaranteed, just looked like one of... He looks like one of the extras in any business meeting I've seen in any movie. And You're I think that really correct. played to it. He just like, that's interesting. Did you know if you eat a pencil, it's not food? Yeah. Did you, did you know that if you are just very mean to your brother, you don't have to go to his funeral? <laughs> Life hack. <laughs> yeah. Where's that BuzzFeed article? John Laurinaitis' life hacks. Yeah. Did you know that if you leave your wife, then then she's gone now? Life hack. Yeah, you want no life hack? You just start you start teabagging fucking one of the Bello twins' mom, and then she starts paying for your food. <laughs> if you dookie on a toilet seat and lick it afterwards, now you have dookie in you. That's yeah, a life yeah, hack. yeah. L- life hack. If you drink your own piss every day, you won't get COVID. Life hack. <laughs> Gerald Briscoe. I've, been, drink- I've been drinking my piss every day for four years. And oh, sure, I got COVID, but I didn't die. No COVID. <laughs> Tony Dungy tried to recruit him for Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tony Dungy is a NFL football coach and pretty famous for not swearing ever. And, and also having a terrible swear, last name. Uh, what a Dungy. fucking. Hey, Dungy, you apps. Hey, Dungy, that's for you, bud. But I think I read somewhere that if you swear, he'll like leave the room. That's so good. Imagine him listening to this podcast. His fucking head would light on fire. No, he'd oh, find us and kill us slowly. Yeah. Yeah, we exactly. He, the first day he would just listen to one of the Vince McMahon episodes. The next day, this is, would be our individual homes. It's Mr. Dungy. I'd like to speak <laughs> to you about your language. I'd like to punish you for who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of you are going to get the opposite of a kiss from my fist. So Brock is recruited with this line there's three things that matter in the wwf go ahead faith family and federation see here's the thing is i don't believe that for a goddamn second faith being first is hilarious i mean because also what liar is saying that like bear in mind vince is saying that and also with the same breath being like okay and then it'll be me and shane versus sean and god yeah faith is very important well it's also like faith is very important we are three years removed from killing a guy and then immediately suing his widow yeah, yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> we're a family, uh, fa- here. a family. Yeah, yeah. That sometimes you they didn't in. say they didn't say which god that they were following, though, Dylan. That's true. <laughs> That's true. We follow what we follow. Whatever god is the one yeah. that where I get all the money. Welcome to the WWF. We walk on the left hand side of the road. <laughs> 
Um, the other thing that's very important is so when Brock Lesnar basically is a giant Vince McMahon wet dream in the NCAA and Jerry Briscoe is the first person to be following his career from a very early age within the NCAA, even though a couple of other people um, have claimed uh, that uh, they alerted the WWE to Brock's existence. Uh, but it's basically Jerry Briscoe then finally alerts Jim Ross. Jim Ross is like, well, Vince will literally shit his pants with cum if we get this guy. Uh, they like go through the rigmarole and then have Brock come meet Vince, and Vince basically loses his mind. It's all in Jim Ross's book, Under a Black Hat, which I'm currently reading. And by the way, Under a Black Hat, clearly a book written by a man who just lost his wife and oh, is yeah. being forced to honor a book contract. Very sad. Him reading it's good though. Is We've it? we both have read this book and we'll do I'm a reading it right. episode. I'm reading it. I'm reading it right now and it's fucking crazy, but it's so interesting how they basically have to still specifically present Brock. And Brock is basically like Wayne Gretzky going to the NHL. Who's another player where it's like it's so clear this is gonna LeBron. be the franchise? LeBron James going he was to LeBron the NBA. James before LeBron James because they were like it's the hottest free agent. Also, I think Rock, Brock is very. Do you want to just skip Ohio Valley? Because there's one weird thing that I like about Ohio Valley. I don't want to skip Ohio Valley. I think Ohio okay. Valley is very important. But I think what because also you think this is how fucking crazy uh, important they see Brock to the future is. They sign Shelton Benjamin too. Pardon Shelton me? Benjamin Can has a career. Go ahead. You just inadvertently came up with the greatest movie of all time, Brock to the Future. Oh yeah, he shows up in the year three thousand, and he just and fucks beats his the mom. shit out of Biff and gives Michael J. Bar- Fox Parkinson's. Yeah, yeah, you're and scared of me. That's why you have it. You're shaking in your boots, MJ. <laughs> also, what happened to fucking wrestlers doing the old thumb point at your face? Yeah, Paul, what happened? Paul Warndorf died this week, and all his promos are just him coming in and pointing at himself with his own thumb, like he's gonna fucking suck it. But then he remembers. I still like so much, by the way, that. The most, all of the really recent Paul Orndorff shoot interviews are just him talking about how cheap the WWE Hall of Fame plaque is. And God That's bless that man. Very funny. Cheap bit of plywood. That's not worth the flight. I left it in the hotel room. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm like, God, yes, you grumpy bitch. They say the men thing, settle their some, scores in their later years. And I like that that was his score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, that's the most that talk about bringing hard dad energy, the, being <laughs> very insulted by the wood quality of a plaque. Criticizing wood is the not, only it's thing. Not even, not even a maple blend. <laughs> I don't care about oak. There's only yeah. so much oak. Yeah. But a maple blend, for cunt's sake. Mr. McMahon, Paul Orndorff, I'd like you to know that it, where I come from, you buy a man dinner before you fuck him in the ass. Good day. <laughs> what were you saying? Shelton Benjamin, arguably one of the most talented professional wrestlers of the last 40 years, mm-hmm. exists in the profession because Brock Lesnar and him trained together and Brock liked that. That's how fucking important the WWE saw Brock Lesnar to their overall product, that they were like, uh, who do you like working with? And he's like, this one guy that's not even in my weight division. And they're like, well, that guy gets a... Big old career as well. What? Yep, that's how good. That's how good we think you might be at this. Is yeah. we're giving another guy a career, and not a white guy. That usually is a white guy <laughs> move. We are helping a black person somehow. Brock Lesnar, guaranteed white supremacist. Brock Lesnar has helped one black man. I don't know that he is because I don't know that race even played a. I don't know that. He race ever played a role in Rock's life until he went to the University of Minnesota. So I guarantee he showed up and uh, <laughs> saw Shelton Benesby and he's like, well, I am literally colorblind. All right. <laughs> yep, <laughs> just, that's probably, yeah. Brock Lesnar doesn't see color. He just sees like farmer, not farmer. And he's like, you got a strong back. You're a man. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He hangs out with you. Exactly. Yeah, he just asks, he wants to know how you can bail hay and if you can do it the Stevenson way, the, the proper way. You can do it. You can What's your favorite tractor, John Deere, slapped unconscious. Yeah, exactly. You make your uh, own. Exactly right. It's one your dad stole from the neighbor and sweat and then <laughs> round down all the serial numbers. Beat the shit out of the neighbor. Um, let's all let's never forget about this. So he heads to O'Valley, Oval, Ohio Valley Wrestling, where one O'Valley. time he he threatens to squeeze Jim Cornette's wife's vagina when he's doing a gorilla slam. 
Mm-hmm. And she had recently had a piercing there, and she said mm-hmm. that would be very painful. She told Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette walked up to Brock and said, "If you fucking threaten her again, I will come after you with a fucking shotgun. You need to learn this. That yeah, you're very imposing, motherfucker. But if you fuck with the wrong fucker, they'll fucking kill you. And See, because that Brock, is, that's why I like Brock, that. I threatening Brock Lesnar is so. Jim Cornette funny. is a bad person. What we've heard, and his wife is a bad person from what we heard." But that action is so redeems fun. is somewhat redeeming. It's well, it's just you're just like, wow, you zero fucks given, really but crazy. Yeah. But Cornette's also like he's a manager in the 80s. So he's like, I think Cornette's like my size, to be fair. He's like a six he's, foot guy, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's pretty he's like Cornette's one of those things where like many people, if Cornette were to debut now he would be the biggest wrestler in ROH like he's so he's yeah. that's the weird thing about although nowadays. no he's not really athletic though you Certainly have to say not. that no so yeah like okay Vince, good point Vince ECW, is huge, but he's like not yeah ECW so obviously Cornette threatens him with a gun he Rock Lesnar trains with Brad Ringens every one of the yeah, weirdest he, things I've ever heard where Brad Ringens yeah, of course Vern okay, Gagne's yeah. Brock Lesnar is what Brad Riggins was. So they had this kind of like, I guess, this union or this uh, uh, very bad with words. Anyway, they get along because they're the same archetype because Vern Gagne wanted Brad Riggins to be like the man. And it didn't work out. Riggins is, uh, trains Brock Lesnar. He's the last wrestler that Riggins trains. And there's this really weird note where Brad Riggins allowed Brock Lesnar into his house which he did not like allow any other wrestlers. Yeah, it's very weird. I feel like Brad Riggins was trying to like steal Brock's youth or something. Like he just wanted, give me your power. You know what I mean? Like there's just, yeah. Brock also is one of those things where Brock Lesnar is very much. Um, one the amount of, of mentors the, this guy has is insane. And like well, the every, level of every, that's what I'm trying to, I was trying to figure out how to say this, but it's like basically everyone in wrestling, once they see Brock Lesnar, it's like they fall instantly in love and just need to help him like brock's one of those very interesting people where he's supremely gifted crazy driven and everyone's immediately just sort of like i gotta help this guy this guy needs our help yeah and i think that he is because i always wondered around this time why everyone went buck wild nuts for this guy because like he's six three two sixty five whatever but then i yeah. kind of thought about it and he's like the perfect size for a wrestler because he's the perfect he's also like imagine what he can do with his feet imagine all of the shit he can pull especially yeah. in ohio valley wrestling where his finishing maneuver is still the shooting star press yeah he's talked out of it being his uh finisher by a couple people but just the things that this guy can do and also around this time like you can get really really big guys because one of the problems they had with hogan was hogan was so big you had to get monsters to feud with him so that they would be eye level with him or in the rare case actually bigger than him and brock it's not really hard to find people that are actually no. bigger than brock in some way where i'm you could taller than brock lesnar which is so good like that and i know that would really piss him off because i would be like <laughs> Oh, you didn't know that keto adds inches. So you, if you're just keto, you you'll be taller. Yeah. Did you? Know I this? don't think that. Did you not oh, know ke- that, Brock? Explaining keto to Brock Lesnar would be hilarious. He's like, I already do that. <laughs> what, is that when you just eat a cow? Yeah. No cook. That, eat a cow. Like again, this is skipping way ahead, but never forget, Brock Lesnar got diverticulitis because he just only ate meat like a fucking man. And then Jordan Peterson heard that and was like, "That's a diet." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan Peterson was like, uh, you know what the opposite of cultural Marxism is? That guy with a sword tattooed on his chest who definitely <laughs> can't read. I do like the fact that Brock Lesnar was like, how fucking jacked am I? I'm going to get this dick in the middle of my chest and no one's yeah. ever going to mention it. <laughs> exactly right. Um, basically, he's in OVW. Cornette also is probably very good because here's the thing that's crazy about Brock Lesnar is his entire life has been within athletics. So basically... He picks someone to be a coach, and that's the person he mm-hmm. respects. And then everyone else is just victims of his life, is how everyone has sort of described it. Mm-hmm. So, like, he'll listen to Vince, JR, Cornette, Heyman. And that's sort of true throughout his entire run. He basically debuts right after WrestleMania 8, 18 in the WWF. In- well, we should uh, we'll get to his WWA debut. Oh, after what are the you going to fucking? Okay, fine, Dylan. You fuck. Guess what, Dylan? 
but Not these you. are the guys. All right, so he's been in wrestling exactly 45 seconds. Here are the people that have already trained him. Brad Ringens, who's an Olympic wrestler and wrestled for years, AWA, Vern Gagne. So we got Brad Ringens, who had stopped training people a year prior in the WWF, I'm assuming, made him some crazy godfather offer to train Brock yeah. Lesnar. Then he has Kurt Hedding, who was like in Ohio Valley specifically to tutor Lesnar. And of course, Cornette. And they bring in Shelton, who is also his head coach at the University of Minnesota for four years because the NCAA wrestling uh, is great, but also very underfunded. You only do wrestling if you like wrestling, basically, even at, even at an amateur level, not even at a pro wrestling level. Danny Davis I, also. I, I, am, I live scared. <laughs> I live scared. Danny Davis also and his first uh, people that he trained with or that he uh, rode with on the road in 2002 were Taz and Kurt Angle, which is brilliant because veterans also kind of have his character. Yeah, he, they, he this is how you yeah, yeah, yeah. really groom a guy to be your draw. And you know what? It'll be really fun in the second episode to say, did it work out? It worked out for Brock, but did it work out for WWE? Oh, my God. These guys yeah, are crazy. That's a great question. Did it work but, out? Did it? Ooh. All right. Now let's go for a break. And then after the break, we'll have another fucking bunch of talking by two people. I hate how you say I hate what? Dylan God. What's happening with you? Wow. I'm Dylan God. I'm a father now. He's broken and divorced. We both need money. Yeah, we for doctors and for prostitutes. Dylan, uh, formula and prostitutes. Yeah, and doctors. How good I was at sex, because that's how doctors <laughs> Yeah, work. with those prostitutes. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. Five bucks gets you access to exclusive episodes. More than that, better things. But five bucks is the base, motherfuckers. Yeah. If you don't like that, rate, subscribe, and review. It helps us out, too. Five stars is the only thing that helps. Less than five stars makes us seem... Like, we're bad for some reason because the world is weird now. Also, if you have some... There's a lot of people that feel we're too political for a rest. Delicious. I'm ready with you. I am sex man. And I'm here for... I am sex man. I have a penis with herpes. Come get (laughs) gonorrhea. My dick is dripping wet. There you go. Yeah, John, talk more about it. Why doesn't he go to the Dr. Ed get some creeps? Did you know that Vince Russo originally had shortly come back to the WWE around this period when Brock was introduced? And you know what the original character was for Brock Lesnar? Yeah, he was a guy. He's the guy who thought he was a hippie, and anytime someone touched him, he shit his pants. <laughs> yeah, and then the other character was Long Taint Lesnar, where it's just yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, he's yeah. like, "Look at how long my perineum is," and he would show you the perineum for yeah, so yeah. long. He would be like, "Most people <laughs> you say really get taint. a close up of it." <laughs> my yeah, <clears throat> most people it's taint your balls and it taint your ass, but my taint so long <laughs> you could say it's not your balls and it's not your ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was it. it was, I want you to know that Dylan was. I want you promos. to know that the Dylan. I'll, I'll be found out while there's a break. Dylan Don't found worry, out some stuff before we before we recorded that made him angry, and what brought him back from the brink was the invention of long taint Brock Lesnar. That 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 brought Dylan back. To a place of peace and joy, where he just re- he the envisioning Brock Lesnar in the middle of Dana White's octagon. Uh, I just would like everybody to know: Can you see my taint? Can you see my taint? <laughs> the uh, imagining Vince Russo getting near like just top level talent is always fun. Bro, Brock, you and I are the same, right? When you're on top of a woman, are you like me? And then that's when you cry. <laughs> do you make them say sorry after the white stuff comes out because i do bro yeah bro apologize me, to me bro let me ask you this i'm a type of christian I'm taking these pills it makes my cum red <laughs> so brock lesnar is introduced as the hottest free agent he murders spike dudley he just, <laughs> he just yeah, he, in the middle of the match and he yeah he power bombs spike, spike yeah match. he power bombs spike dudley back to being a teacher um, it's it's it is insane to watch that now of just yeah. like a guy who's four times his size as hard as he can power bombing Spike Dudley. Brock Lesnar basically walks into the ring and points at three guys and goes, "You'll be part of a CTE class action lawsuit." Like that's basically he debuts. <laughs> he oh, debuts. because when he first starts, it's like 
everyone is like, all right, you're pretty green. You're going to be really good at this. Just lay it in. And all the ECW guys are like, yeah, we New Jack used to slice us. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they don't, yeah, they yeah, don't they, understand what's about to happen. <laughs> and then you watch a yeah. man forget his family's names. Exactly. You watch Spike Dudley go from being a human being to thinking that he is Devon Dudley. <laughs> it's 2002. He debuts with Paul Heyman as his manager. Paul Heyman has basically gone on to be Paul or Brock Lesnar's manager in real life. Mm-hmm. He does everything for the guy. And why and how, why does how does Brock explain this relationship when he was speaking with Stone Cold Steve Austin a few years back? Do you remember what he said? No. You got to pay the Jew, Steve. <laughs> I guarantee, I mean, he is friends with Haven, so I'm sure they talk like that, but it, there'll never be a moment where a German man saying that. Yeah, is okay. yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you're just like, go, Brocky. Like, hey, that's not Brock <laughs> Lesnar. That's Eddie Lesnar having some fun. Yeah, you know what? That's exactly right. That is a. That is generations of the Lesnar family just going, oh, you've you've made it now. You bought one. <laughs> you got one working for you? Oh, oh yeah. I never thought I'd see the day. Oh, my God. You got a cement pond, a fence, and one of the you, Dan, taking your phone calls, Brock. You <laughs> <made> it. <laughs> so... April 2002. All right. This let is, me, it's very let, important to, sum to up, mention this. The, Les, the Lesnar Before. family did not appear at January 6th because, quote, unquote, walking in the doors for pussies. If the Lesnar family's coming, we're starting with explosions and ending with blood. <laughs> so Lesnar and his first feud is with the Hardy Boys. You heard that right. Both Hardy yes. Boys. And this is where it. Time I never is very understand important how they get in March. Yeah. Go ahead. How they get into this is basically, by the way, Brock beats them up too much so that they have to have a feud. That's it's the weirdest. Like this is the first instance, too, because this is so this is after the invasion and we're doing the brand split now. And this Brock Lesnar is a harbinger of things to come with how wrestling is, because think about this is 19 years ago and they still totally just are like, oh, the tag champs. Yeah, this big guy will beat them. And this is like the first time they do that. And it's the first of millions. But here's the question is what is also happening backstage right now? That's very key to this is Jim Ross is transitioning out of his job. Mm -hmm. This is the beginning of the end of Jim Ross being the head of talent. And you can see Mm -hmm. that in if Jim Ross had been in charge of talent, I don't think Brock would have been used in this way and would have been presented in a far different manner because it is also the beginning of very weird schizophrenic. He's our guy kind of booking, but in that weird way of like, yeah, we're pushing him, but we're not going to worry about the fans reaction in any fucking way. We're just going this way and it works with Brock and has never worked again. It didn't work though at the beginning. Yes, people, he just got yes. Goldberg chance because there was definitely uh, resistance. It was definitely, and this is how they push I people now. This yes, is how they're like, saying. oh, this guy's this, this guy's the best now. And Brock with Brock, it just kind of worked out because Brock was undeniable where it's like, this oh, OK, this saying. guy can lift the entire ring. I mean, yeah, 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 with this one guy, it worked. But there was still a lot of pushback with how hard they pushed him. And for the rest of like even with Cena, who's an amazing talent, uh, Roman Reigns is clearly showing he's great. But like Roman Reigns is a great example where it's like they tried to basically push Roman Reigns as like hard as they did Brock Lesnar, but it's like no one is as cool as Brock Lesnar with no. the way he just like, and also it should be said like Brock, the way he's like super individual and only answers really to one person and the way he was completely curated plays into his wrestling style because it's like, he will just like launch Ray Mysterio into the air and Ray Mysterio just has to fucking figure out if he dies. or Yeah. Not. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Brock Lesnar is so fucking tough. He showed up at an alt-right butchery with that haircut and was not concerned. Yeah, of course. I guarantee Brock has never gone into a, a physical confrontation concern in his life except for the Alistair Overeem fight, which he had no liver or whatever. <laughs> so it's like... And unless, the f- the f- yeah, sorry. The f- I would say in the UFC, he did have some concern. But yes, no, your point is well met. And basically his w- first WWE run... Is is imagine everything that it took five years for them to do with Roman Reigns, they did in about six months with Brock Lesnar. Like he's literally just winning every match. He becomes the king of the ring brutally, has a quick feud with Hulk Hogan, and then beats The Rock to become the youngest undisputed champion ever. Basically, he just timeshares it for Randy Orton to become the champion because um he uh 
Because when he leaves, Vince is like, we got to get a younger person to have won that belt. So I don't have to mention this fuck's name on my television. Yeah. Vince gets really pissed. And just luckily, but this is like the best um, developmental class ever. Cena, Batista, Orton, Lesnar. Yeah, it's insane. All picked by, but it's again, it's Jim Ross. Jim Ross, for him being a sad, drunk weirdo, he is the best at cultivating, finding, and creating talent. Like if you look at his fuck it, the amount of people that that guy was like, this guy, this guy, this guy. An un- Jim Ross should have his own Hall of Fame, and it's called Vince McMahon eats out my asshole room, and it's and it's Jim <laughs> Ross's decaying asshole being eaten by Vince McMahon. So Lesnar does lose a couple matches to the Hardy Boys, but he's very much immediately in a feud with tag team Hall of Fame champion royalty, and is kicking the fucking shit out of them. Not that they're not great opponents, but it's like. People get pissed because it's, like, it's how they're presented. It's just if you haven't seen this stuff, just think of how Roman Reigns was presented, especially in that sort of run up to the match with The Undertaker in that year of it's just he's fucking superhuman. It's you can't yeah. beat him. The way he's presented is so tough. They ignore so many things. It's also just like it's such a weird dead period for wrestling. Anyway, it's so unexciting. His win. I like the only good part of this time is he F fives a shark in a commercial for SummerSlam. That is really good. But it's like they don't bring him in as a tag guy and have him so people can naturally start liking him for a year. Which they could have done. They They just, yeah, they totally could. But he wins the King of the Ring in June. And by August, he beats The Rock for the title. He and his previous feud to that was beating Hulk Hogan. And then before that, he beat Rob Van Dam in the King of the Ring. Like it's he's beating up everyone who's towards the top of the card. Yeah. He's also the second second fastest professional wrestler to win the WWE Championship. There's no uh, in his debut like, one two six, which is only behind Ric yeah. Flair. Like with it's seven months into his fucking career, and he's got a shitload of records. Like yeah, this he's mother- been a wrestler is- for less than two and a half years, and he's already the WWE Champion. And I remember the Les- the Lesnar uh, Van Dam match. Like the the interesting story wasn't even on Lesnar's side because the Van Dam match was the story was I'm Rob Van Dam I worked for you till the last day ECW was open you haven't paid any of us fuck you now you're just gonna leave us for this fucking meathead fuck you and Lesnar gets to win and it's like yeah you actually got they actually let Rob Van Dam do a character that wasn't just I'm fucking high, but I can't say I'm high because it's Vince McMahon and 2002 and drugs are evil. So it's like the interesting character didn't get to showcase himself really. Yeah. Well, again, I don't like that. Your tone is shocked. This is the WWE after all. (laughs) I'm just saying it's like, once again, being angry in retrospect is all being a wrestling fan and goddamn it. A wrestling podcaster is about goddamn right. You're right. And then we, he, yeah, he's also the thing is, by the way, is by, uh, uh, he turns face when he is betrayed by Paul Heyman with Big Show. This is Paul Heyman, by the this way. This is within the first years in wrestling. This is the within way. the first years of wrestling. This is also Paul Heyman somehow actually a reinvents and for the only time ever makes a heel turn with the Big Show. Seems surprised and interesting. And this feud is so fucking good. He brings out the best in uh, Big Show, best in Brock Lesnar. Paul Heyman's out of his fucking mind. So good in this entire fucking whole Shamir the belt ends up on Kurt Angle. That builds to Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania uh, 19. Everything is fine. Nothing else happens. <laughs> but the interesting thing is the way he Lesnar turns face, which I want to say still within like nine months. So within nine months, they're like, oh, we better turn him face. And the way he does it is which no one believes. It's a great storyline, but like it's poorly executed in my opinion it's like he just goes you can't beat the big show and everyone i remember watching that and thinking as a kid like of course he can't hang on so many all, people kid, have, hang on oh, 17. A kid you were yeah you were uh you were 19 no it was 2002 oh sorry you were 17 yeah i was 17 i was fucking had a big old peen you know you can use that absolutely you'd lo- you'd taken so many different women's virginities by the mm-hmm. time you were 17 you'd taken <laughs> one woman's virginity all above 18 um i made their, and, sure they were religious and then yeah. i was like do you want a boom boom yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> by the way dylan took a girl's virginity because he installed a fence on her property he never had sex with her <laughs> that's what i uh, yeah that's what i do uh chore virginity anyway yeah he ended up suing that woman so she would declare yeah no no <laughs> i sued i sued her uh what were we talking about but lesnar big back tattoo i don't know he had a nice haircut i forgot what i was saying 
Uh, what you were saying was the big, like the Paul Heyman, the whole impetus for turning him face was basically Paul Heyman, like you can't. Beat oh, yeah. The big well, show. the big show was like a dead character at that point because it's like he's already I mean, been absolutely. like so fat. It wasn't, and this was post him doing impressions of people. So, it's yeah, like, yes. This is, this is the weird sort of, we got to bring big show back from the brink of uh, Vince McMahon trying to and break he his shaved contract. his head yet. He just kind of had that like. Yeah, he Which had I think very, it's a fine hairstyle, but like Louis C.K.'s hairstyle. Yeah, he had. Very, yeah, he was that. It was also he was in that weird middle ground of basically what it was, was he was back lifting weights, but he hadn't lost the weight he put on. Yeah. So he just looks like he looked he had a very puffy chest, but very mm. thin legs. He like just he looked just looked huge and unemployed. Yes, that's exactly correct. He looked he looked like he's just coming out of a depression. You know what I mean? Like he <laughs> yeah. looks like love from a big show. You're going to have to fight him in his best chair because he's not feeling yeah. it again today. Well, well, he's chemically depressed. <laughs> I guess just losing my dad gets worse and worse every year. Yeah, I'll just lie down. You can pin me. You can't beat him, Brock. Yeah. You can't beat him live on top of my wife's bed. It's me pissing in it. My new finishing move isn't the choke slam. It's just reminding you that life's got you in a choke slam. <laughs> and like they could have done this whole thing where it could have been like a Saturday morning villain or Paul Heyman. And you can't do it because ECW is too beloved, I suppose. But like could have been like, may you beat me in the alliance, but I'll get you next time. And Brock Lesnar could have been this revenge tour he went on of that's, murdering well, that's sort of what that's sort of what they implied at the beginning, and which is a great idea, and they should have done that, and then they did not do that. But once again, Lesnar during this period, he's three years so into wrestling. Handsome. He's so handsome. He's so too. handsome, but he, he doesn't really have is. a personality yet. And that Still is the doesn't. defining characteristic of WWE in this period is opening the show with a fucking 15 minute long promo. And oh, yeah. Put all other shit behind this dude who's like 23 and, and cannot shit, talk into a microphone. Like, talk. He looks so good. Yeah. But literally, it's just like, and what are you going to do? I'm going to remind him that that's a bit rude. Not that he wasn't great, but you put every like this dude beat The Rock. He beat Hogan. He beat The Big Show. Um, of course, the superplex that collapses the ring. Um, John talked about it, but at WrestleMania, he, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was yeah. a good angle, he, him and uh, Kurt Angle, where they're friends. That, that match is, a, but that match is so 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 good because it's also like it's a C, it's the end of the NCWA. Like which person NCAA. is the better NCWA? NCAA, like who's the better fucking it's amateur super, wrestler? It's straight it's, ahead. It's, it's I'm gonna say it again. It's so fucking feels like a real fucking fight. It's why yep. WrestleMania 19 is so good. Is basically Vince McMahon was so distracted by having a match with Hulk Hogan, he forgot to fuck that main event. Up. <laughs> well, this is also Heyman is booking SmackDown, no? Yes, this is the height of the SmackDown Six. Yeah. Like, so this is okay, the... Lesnar, Angle, right? What no. happens in that match, John? Brock Lesnar nearly dies because John Laurinaitis mm -hmm. and Jim Ross were like, "Well, you have to do the Shooting Star Press," and he was like, "Maybe I shouldn't," and they were like, "Then nah, you should." And the only reason he didn't die is that his traps and neck muscles are so strong. It basically just kept his neck and head in place when he landed full force on it. But you can watch something haunting, yeah. which is Brock Lesnar. Bear in mind, Kurt Angle also has no neck, and they finish the match by a man who's so concussed he doesn't remember the end of the match, gives an F5 to a man with no neck, and that's how they end the match. It's so crazy. Yeah, because Angle is going to retire because he has no neck after that. He gets yeah, experimental yeah, yeah. surgery because he's Kurt Angle, but like Kurt Angle has no neck. He still goes, all right, F5 me. And I remember watching that and Brock Lesnar, they have the close up on Lesnar just won the title and he's lying back in the corner with his eyes wide because he's so out of it and his nose is just bleeding. Yeah. And it's like, what are you doing? And the best there's thing, footage, there's footage that you can see of them after that match. And Brock's just on a stretcher going, no, I got to go home. I got to yeah. go home. And you're he like, still went to a sponsor party. Of course he did. And then he was kicked know? out because he yeah, I was going to say, I guarantee he was told that they had red meat canapes. <laughs> they got Even sliders. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who does it like a slider? It's like a little mini treat. It's like a Ooh. burger if it was a mint. <laughs> but how much time does he take off after smashing his face, John? 45 minutes. Yeah, he's back the next night. Yeah, yeah, of course. And he's, he's like, back, okay, well. He's back the next night. What the fuck? What happened? Hang on. I don't know. It just everything went black for a second. Hey, you had a stroke. Um, I had a stroke. Uh, but yeah, basically, Brock Lesnar is back the next night because Brock Lesnar, by the way, one time competed because he chopped his hand off with farm equipment and he did two SmackDown tapings. 
And it was just he just taped it with white tape. Like Brock Lesnar doesn't give a fuck. He Here does not care. Oh, I have a cala- uh, a catastrophic uh, head injury. Well, it's either that or speak to people at my house. So I better get back on the road. Yes. And he goes into a quick feud with The Undertaker, where, of course, he beats The Undertaker. Or no, wait, afterwards, he does not feud with The Undertaker. I'm sorry. He's already feud with The Undertaker. He feuds with John Cena. So now it's a year. It's been a year since he debuted on the main roster. Mind you, if you watch from his first match, to his angle feud, it's like this guy has improved so much as a professional oh my God. wrestler. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. It's crazy how good this guy got in the span of like four years. But it's kind of that thing where it's like we would have way rather seen this man four years into wrestling where he's like, oh, okay, of course, put the super push behind him because he's already amazing rather than watch how amazing he becomes. But he yeah. feuds with John Cena for a minute. And um, John Cena gets the rub from Lesnar, which is insane. But this is like this man is now he's the champion and they're going to go with him forever. Of course, they think. But then he gets addicted to pills. He gets addicted to pills and vodka. The road is way too much because, again, he's in his fucking early 20s. He's got a fucking daughter he hates, probably. He's just fucking done so fucking quickly. He's having an affair on his wife with fucking Sable. Nice. He's enjoying that. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's just yelling nutting all the time. He just, in his book at this period, he just talks about how he's drinking so much vodka where you're just also like, oh, Brock, I can't respect you just getting drunk on vodka and pills because you got to watch your weight. What's your fucking problem? <laughs> so they add some fun stuff to him, though, because they think, okay, well, he can't beat this high impact for a while. So he debuts the Brock lock. <laughs> which is just a full Nelson. And this is in October of 2003. And really just basically decides I'm tired of being an addict. I'm going to quit now. Yep. And Vince McMahon gets fucking pissed. Yeah. Vince McMahon legitimately cannot comprehend someone stopping wrestling just because they're addicted to substances. (laughs) And it's like Brock kind of, and this is like funny because Brock reminds me weirdly of my stepdad where it's like he wanted to be a farmer and now he has enough money to be a farmer. And the thing is, you don't need that much money when you're just a hobby farmer. You it, It's really hard to be a farmer when you're trying to sell your stuff and make a living. But when it's just you growing food for yourself, like Brock has enough food and yeah. know how to just do everything himself. So he just buys a farm in Saskatchewan and is like, well, I'm going to live there now. I still get incredibly fucking uncomfortable at the idea you have to drive you have to drive a mile to get on the phone. Like that's that's got standoff with the ATF energy. Do you know what I'm saying? That's very funny. Yeah, Brock's gonna wake himself for sure. Oh boy, yeah. If you thought, yeah, he's gonna wake himself, but there will be no dispute over who started the fire. It will be Brock Lesnar, and it's because he was gonna try and show the negotiator how good he is at blue angeling. <laughs> Look, I'm so much I better than I can make it. Yeah, I can make it really I can make it bigger than my son Duke. Duke, you don't fucking know how to blue angel, bud. So Survivor Imagine Series, yeah. Brock Lesnar is your dad. There are three people on this planet where their dad is Brock Lesnar. Do you understand how often they are just made fun of or they are forced to lose because of that man? Brock Lesnar? Brock Lesnar just I guarantee is so competitive with his kids, it's alarming. I don't know. I think it's more standoffish from what I get, but this is just all based off of his dad was a farmer and he's a farmer. So I guarantee it's more like slit that calf's throat. Good. You've earned your blood soup. Mm, Yeah. It's time to fucking. The only way to truly be a man is to know the taste of death. (laughs) And 2003, he gets into that famous feud with Goldberg, which starts out amazingly. I will it's, say that it starts out so amazingly. It also gives us Eddie Guerrero as the WWF champion, which I love so much the way it does. They're so fucking stiff. It's such a good fucking setup, Dylan. You're so right. Keep talking, though. So the original plan for this, obviously, was Goldberg never wanted a job. And he's finally going to have to fucking job to Brock Lesnar. Fuck you. You're going to fucking leave on your back. Fuck you. And then Brock goes, um, uh, I'm going to leave, actually. I'm- yeah, I fucking hate this guy too. And yeah. like apparently the locker room was like fuck Brock Lesnar and like but the only person they hated more was Bill Goldberg. So it was this weird thing of like everyone was like, "Man, Christmas came early this year." Yeah, so they decide on course the finish of and this match is really bad cuz if you want to see two guys with a lot of talent and a lot of charisma not try, it is this match. Oh boy. 
They do not give a fuck. Everyone is angry backstage. Like the commentators, you can tell the amount of eye rolling that they're doing. It's so fucking fascinating. Well, and the crowd starts chanting, you sold out. And Brock made a good Almost immediately. Yeah. Go ahead. His point was that I was selling out every day. I was still on the road because like I wasn't spending time with my family. I was addicted to booze and drugs. And he's right. Like and wrestling at this time, 2004 is hyper internet like it's oh yeah it's twitter is not around but if it was oh yeah everyone's wrestling basically getting canceled if you guys thought about going on to telegram or d live like that minus politics way more offensive like think about (laughs) like yeah like not appropriate i remember being on like wrestling message boards at this time and the things said about goldberg and brock lesnar were very rude Exactly. And everyone says he's a sellout. Like, I don't know what he just stopped wrestling, which pissed everyone off. I'm so happy about everyone's this for on no Vince's other reason side. than this is what we get is, oh, yeah, he stops wrestling. What is he going to do? He's going to crash a motorcycle and yet almost still make the Minnesota Vikings. Welcome to Brock Lesnar. He cannot be stopped. <laughs> I feel like I'm not plugged into this like energy now because I was 19 at that time. And now, obviously, I'm 20. But um, see what Are I you? did. I did it. You know what? You fucking did it. You got me. But are there wrestling fans now, do you think, who are like fucking, you know, this guy that quit? It's Brock Lesnar's a big sellout because he doesn't wrestle that much. Where it's like, no, if you don't wrestle that much, A, that's better because you're a special attraction. And B, like, yeah, get as much money as you can while you can. I mean, here's the thing uh, is that Brock is like Brock is great for popping in and popping out. I think that's fine. The problem is, is that they should only have him be that. It shouldn't be everybody. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he should also like, if you're going to be the undertaker, don't have the title on him. Exactly. But instead they're like, no, 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 we should, we should do that. Yeah, of course. So this is, of course, Lesnar is out of wrestling. He's going to try out for the Minnesota Vikings. And next week we'll pick up with Brock Lesnar in his Japanese career. Oh, I can't wait. This is the part I want to talk about because like, I don't know anything about this except that he won the belt. And it was like, Ah, I don't get on airplanes. Also, he wears maroon trunks for a while, which I find very fun. Also, we get to talk about, I think, my favorite moment in wrestling ever. You want to do it? (laughs) Oh, and also, he bankrupts basically a Japanese company because they were stupid enough to pay him. And um, Lesnar's comment on his first WWE's run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He almost bankrupted a company. Tell tell me next week. I'm so excited. Dylan. Ooh. Ooh, To summarize, though, he he hated his uh, first WWE run because he was working all the time. And you didn't want to. And good for him. I got to tell you. If you cannot work all the time, don't. I respect Brock Lesnar so much. Brock Lesnar and the guy who created Uber, the six-hour work week. Fuck yeah. No, you just fake fight a guy in front of people. Yeah, you just. I made an uh, app that connects people to drivers, and then they drive people around. Oh, that's fun! Yeah. I fake fight people. You want to fake fight? They'll give me a million dollars. You'll just get. Yeah, hurt. but what's funny is they both are like, but we got to make sure that some people are not getting what they deserve, and they're like, that we can agree on. <laughs> but I got to make sure the guy I'm fighting gets no money. Yeah, yeah I got to make sure that he's hurt and his family's there, and I get to laugh. <laughs> um, what's the favorite thing about Brock Lesnar during this period for you, John Hastings? He's the only genetically blessed wrestler that also worked really hard, and I really like that. Worst thing about him, all of his tattoos plus his attitude. Uh, I think the worst thing is how hard they pushed him, and the best thing is that he had so much talent, he overcame that. Yeah. Like, Brock Lesnar is the only guy that basically got the Roman Reigns, John Cena, mm-hmm. we hate this guy, but push him anyway, but he was so good, everyone was like, yeah, actually, that's pretty rad, though. Yeah, John Cena got to be... Like he came in as the prototype and then grew into that thug character and everyone started liking him. And then they turned the crowd against him by making him so corny. Brock Lesnar, everyone was like, well, this guy's just like Goldberg. And then they watched him for nine seconds. And they're like, but also he's fucking sick. Yeah, it's Goldberg. like Goldberg could wrestle. Basically, he's Limp Biscuit Goldberg. Like he's literally he's new metal Goldberg is Brock Lesnar. You know what yeah, I mean? I'd be like if Limp Biscuit came out first and then Rage Against the Machine came second. Yes, exactly. And well, that's basically what kind of happened is that everyone just ignores the fact that Rage Against the Machine was also new rap metal. But everyone's like, yeah, but they talk about Marx. So they're they're pretty rad. It's like, yeah, yeah. they just did it in the 90 in the early 90s. And Limp Bizkit took that and was like, wait a minute. What if it was just about how your mom won't let you go out with your friends? Yeah. What if it was just yeah, also I'm 36. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, by the way, I will defend Fred Durst for the rest of my life for no other reason. Limp Bizkit is the only band that they know exactly who they are. 
mm-hmm. and they just lean into it and they're just fine with it. Like they're like, yep, we're, we're from Florida. Joke. We play things in Florida. Fuck you if you don't like Florida. Yeah. Like Kid Rock thinks that he is a rock legend. Fred Durst is like, they're going to pay us how much for me to wear that fucking hat? Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> This oh, I know you're I, also I mean, thinking you're thinking hey did Fred Durst write a weird movie about an autistic man that John Travolta was in he did and I want you all to go read the plot summary it is disturbing as hell that that is a movie we should watch that movie for the Patreon we'll be watching Hogan Knows Best at some point as well oh, thank God, you very much I, I really have to go to the that. bathroom alright bye everybody Oh, no, I got to plug stuff. First of all, here's the first thing I have to say before I go to the bathroom. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. Second thing, you can buy our merch, redbubble.com backslash people for some reason. Backslash wrestler review. John's on Twitch. The John Hastings comedy or John Hastings comedy. John Hastings comedy. John Hastings comedy. I'm on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. I'm pretty much posting my whole act on TikTok in increments. That's at Dylan Dot on all those. I'm posting my entire act on Instagram and soon to be TikTok. I also have another podcast called Discussion Eagle with Alfie Brown. Episode, all eight episodes will be out by the time you're hearing this. Everyone go to search Discussion Eagle on all social media to find it. All the episodes are on YouTube and where all good podcasts are found. Dylan, how about you eat my asshole? Oh, right. Subscribe, review, do all those fun things. Thanks very much for listening once again, guys. Bye bye.